0: This is Eric here from Refocus Nutrition with another episode of the Refocus Nutrition Podcast. Uh, today we are going to be talking a little bit about periodizing your nutrition, a little bit about macros, what they are, um, why we use certain macros for certain uh, objectives within our fitness and health goals. And yeah, we're gonna talk about how we're gonna build out the year uh, for someone who has the goal, say, of competing within CrossFit and doing well within uh, the Opens. But for the time being, guys, I just want to send another reminder to you guys. uh, If you like and appreciate this podcast, uh, please obviously let me know. But also uh, hit subscribe on whatever platform you happen to be catching this on. Um, And then also leave me a five-star rating and review, please, guys. the, The ratings and review, I can't stress enough, is a big enough is a big portion for how i'm going to continue to grow this podcast we do have a good group of um people we have coming on the podcast in the future uh guests that are gonna range in different topics talking topic, talking about uh parasympathetic activity um sympathetic activity you know reverse dieting all these kinds of different topics but as you guys continue to show me what more you want and also leave me some reviews and ratings, is going to show me um, where I can build in the future with guests. So please do so, guys. Um, but for now, let's talk a little bit about periodizing your nutrition. So, guys, uh, when it comes to periodizing your nutrition, there's obviously a lot you can do with in terms of... Um, what that looks like, most people who are coming from the training space have some understanding that periodizing um, is a thing, for sure. Um, usually, like that's something that we refer to as the off-season, right? Like So, you know, you have in, in baseball or hockey and professional sports like that, um, we always have these people where we know uh, we have a, de- a defined off-season, so we know we're going to be having a little bit less stress activities during that time. We know that um, we don't have to actually be performing our sport to the same level at that time, um, so we just have a different opportunity and a different way to eat in that in that period because we don't have to focus on some of the things that we focused on um, prior prior to when we were actually in the season, right? Um, so with that being said, let's talk a little bit about why we periodize. So why we periodize it's it's important to focus on periodizing your nutrition because um like i said different points of the year come with different stressors depending on what you're doing as an athlete so i'll use an example of that hockey athlete um so if i was working with an nhl athlete which i am not currently um their their biggest stress points and their biggest needs for performance would be from probably September on through April, depending on how they do, right? Um, so we would be focusing on a lot of different nutrition things and a lot of things to focus uh, a little bit less on stress um, than we would when it comes to time in the summer from like say May all the way through August, right? Because we know they have a lot more of a relaxed lifestyle. Um, they don't need to focus on something that is fueling their body directly for performance because we're no longer performing that way right so that's their in-season motion so that's important because we we talk a little bit about like periodizing nutrition because we come from the background of periodizing your training blocks right so even for people who are in the gym and periodize it that way we know there's there's times when we are going harder than others right so I'll use like a powerlifter, for example. We we have actual training blocks so that during the year um, we're going harder, and you know, leading up to a meet, we have like a deload week, right? So we we find times where in our training we're going to be, you know, trying to gain muscle or whatever it happens to be in bodybuilding, right? Similar similar thing, right? So usually in bodybuilding, someone would build their year into you know the off season where they're putting on, they're working on putting on a lot of size. Um, and then during season is all about trying to cut and sh- make sure that all of those muscles are popping the best way that they can. So it's important that we periodize our nutrition the same way that we periodize our nutrition, uh, or sorry, the same way we periodize our training. Because if we don't do that, that's when we're leveraging leveraging our results and our uh, recovery after that point. But before we go into that a little bit too 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 much and go far that down that rabbit hole. Let's go into uh, what each macronutrient does within our body because when we do that, you're going to have a better understanding of actually why it is that we periodize our nutrition so that we can actually go where we want to go with our goals. So talking a little bit about the the three macronutrients. Now, when it comes to macronutrients, there's there's obviously three. There could be a fourth if you consider alcohol, but not everyone is even in tune with what the macronutrients are i 'm um, sure if you 've looked at a food label before you might have been able to just haphazardly guess, but you might not know you know what they are outside of what uh mainstream news or media would tell you they do right so the first one being protein um protein is one of the two essential macronutrients. Uh, so essential macronutrients means that you need it to survive. So protein is going to be is going to be the thing that's helping to build every cell in your body. So it's the building blocks of our body. So yes, it is known as the one that's going to build our muscles um, and make us look great. But at the same time. Um, it's not just doing that right so one of the other benefits of protein is that it also has a very good thermogenic effect, so that means that we're actually burning calories through the eating process to break that down and use it as energy. It also can't be stored um, the same way that carbs and fats can be stored as fat so that's an important thing to know because a lot of the times I'll tell clients if they're going to eat overeat on something proteins The best thing to overeat on um, just because it's not typically going to bog down uh, your system. The other essential macronutrient is our fats. So, fat is something that is going to uh, be a hormone builder for us. Um, It's also very calorically dense. So, whereas protein and carbohydrates have four calories per gram, fats have nine, right? So, that's it has twice the amount of energy per gram as a protein and a carbohydrate. And that's not something to like really make you afraid of eating them, but it is something to be conscious of because if you're not conscious of it, it's something that makes it very easy to overeat, right? So if I have, if I have 70 grams of fat and I had 70 grams of carbs, I'm e- eating twice as much calorically through fats as I am carbs. So when it comes to that, guys, that's why it's important that even if you are eating a ketogenic lifestyle, calories are equated because the just because they're fats and you're burning fat doesn't make it doesn't make it the calories no longer are a thing, right? So the those things are still important to take into account. When it comes to carbohydrates, carbohydrates are your only is non-essential macronutrient. So when you hear this, guys, this is when a lot of keto zealots go like Fucking crazy and think well, it's non-essential macronutrient, so I don't need to eat it. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, but I like my my two responses to that are nice analogies where you know we don't need to have toilets in our house, but I think that we would all get better off. We're all better off because we do have them. Similar way, we don't need to take the st- to take the elevator all the way to the top to the Empire State Building. But it'd probably be a lot more beneficial for us time-wise and even energy-wise than taking the stairs all the way to the top if we were to do so, right? Like, yeah, there are benefits to going low-carb or or high-fat um, in certain circumstances that we're going to talk about, but it's not an everything circumstance. It's not every single time that we do that, that we're going to um, go high-carb or whatever it happens to be. Um, so that's important to notice guys. Um, when I talk a little bit about what each of these do, um, carbs is the biggest thing for people within the CrossFit industry because carbs are going to be what's fueling us during our workouts, right? So carbs are the glycogen that's going to provide glycolytic activity and whether you like it or not, CrossFit is a glycolytic activity. So if you're eating a ketogenic diet on, diet, doing a, a CrossFit style um, workout, you're not going to be able to find as quick energy levels as you would be with, if you were eating carbs. Not only that, when you're not eating carbs, you aren't going to be storing the same amount of water in your cells. So when you're doing that, you're also not holding on to as many electrolytes as you typically would be if you were eating the right amount of carbs. That being said, you could also supplement with uh, with salts or ketone salts um through that process but if you're just kind of doing you know ketogenic lifestyle on its own you might be missing out on some of those points that help you get there and help you um maintain your electrolytes so that you're not cramping and you're able to perform the way that you want to during workouts if that makes sense so when it comes to the macronutrients guys i like to explain it a little bit of like an example of like a fire so I took this one from uh, Dr. Andy Galpin, um, but what he kind of talks a little bit about is the fire analogy. So um, protein is something that we could use as a match, right? So it's something that has a energy source when we're using it as a fire, uh, like a match. It lasts about a couple seconds long, but it's not going to last, you know, hours on end. No one's. If you ever had a campfire, you're not running a campfire on just matches, because that would be boring, really tedious, and old. Uh, fast as hell. And then it comes to your wood. So you could, so similar to the way we have, um, similar to the way we have essential macronutrients, you could light a fire with just your match and your block of wood. You could. It's possible. Um, but unless that wood's in the right condition, in the right environment, with the right temperature, and all this stuff, um, it, it's pretty hard to light it, right? So if there was, if it was damp at all, uh, that wood isn't like really, really dry, it's hard to get that fire going. So we have a third macronutrient, our third fire source, which is our Tinder and or newspaper. So if you ever built a uh, campfire before, you often probably used or started out with using Um, some newspaper after so, you use the match to light the newspaper and then the newspaper helps get the fire dry and then we light the newspaper uh, sorry we light the wood from there that helps keep the fire going so the wood is very similar to the fat right because we it's going to be long lasting like our fats are very long lasting energy sources because there's it's very energy dense it's very calorically dense but Um, It might not be the first thing that our body relies on or our fire relies on to get things going, if that makes sense. So keep that analogy in mind when we're talking about how we periodize our nutrition based on um, different performance indicators um, or different goals. So when it comes to why we periodize um, or how we're going to periodize, um, I'm just going to take you through what I have considered um, is this year's periodized uh, nutrition for CrossFit, um, just because it's going to be a little bit different than the typical year. That because we have two different CrossFit Opens this year. Now, it's important to kind of keep in mind when it comes to the CrossFit Open, because there's a lot of people who are, definitely a lot of people who are listening to this, but people in general who do the CrossFit Open, but that's not their competition for the year. Um, so like if if you're like, you know, Brent Fikowski and you had to push very, very hard for five weeks doing the CrossFit Open and you probably repeat every workout every week. So that's five weeks of hard, hard competition work style workouts, then yes, you do need to, you know, treat this as a uh a really hard stress protocol um that you have to periodize your nutrition for if you're just Sally who's you know doing her first open ever and there's like three workouts where she can't get beyond a certain point um and she's actually not going that hard or she has she knows she has a bigger competition in June um then we know that maybe this isn't her biggest one so we don't have to worry so much about it as we're just you know trying to create enough recovery so that she feels fine she can do one of the workouts a week and kind of call it a day So I'm going to periodize it kind of somewhere in between, like someone who wants to do well in that open um, in each one of the opens, but not uh, someone that thinks they're going to the game. So if that would be the case, um, say this athlete wants to just do each workout one time, which is definitely appropriate. Uh, What we would do is definitely increase carbohydrates for this time of year. So the reason we do that is because carbohydrates, like I said, are going to be the thing that drives our performance uh, when it comes to CrossFit-style workouts. Not only that, um, we're going to have energy ready to go for us at all times, but it's also going to help facilitate that recovery so that post-workouts we can get ready for the next week of not only training, but getting ready for the next uh, workout that's going to come out the next next week. If you're not getting enough carbohydrates post workout, guys, you're staying in that sympathetic nervous system um, and not activate, activating that parasympathetic nervous system so that you can actually rest and recover. So if you're eating, you know, post workout a lot of fat or something like high and high in fiber, you're not getting your body quick enough into that post uh, workout recovery window. You're not activating that rest and digest mode. You're continuing to kind of stay in that high cortisol driven mode where you aren't able to recover and your muscles aren't able to um, feel as less sore, if that makes a sense, makes any sense, uh, over the next couple of days. So you're kind of leveraging what you're going to be able to do the next week by doing that. So that's important to keep in mind. Um, so when we go for that, guys, I always like to keep protein fairly, fairly regular um, or consistent throughout the entire year. I don't change that too much. Um, It's usually about one gram per pound of body weight, um, maybe a little bit less. Um, But the reason for that, guys, is that protein really doesn't have much of an energy component, but we want to use it as much as possible um, to maintain our actual muscle within our bodies so that we're performing the same way every time. Um, or improving there might be times when we increase it a little bit if we're in the off season and we're trying to increase muscle um but not going too too crazy um and then with that being said um we definitely if we if we have to we can also drop it a little bit when it comes to really leveraging um performance around like crossfit opening or competition coming up we can drop it a little bit so that we actually have um more energy um if we're continuing to keep calories equal um to actually go towards performance of more carbohydrates that's another thing to keep in mind too is guys um there's three different types of caloric prescriptions and during the in-season point so this time from like now until the end of the first open it's definitely important that our calories are either at maintenance level or in a slight surplus so those crossfitters out there, like no, we don't want to put on weight around uh competition. Like no doing gymnastics movements when you're, you know, ten pounds heavier is not something I would advocate for at all. Like it's not fun. Um but with that being said we can't be in a uh, caloric deficit either because if we're in a caloric deficit, we're leveraging um, our recovery, as I said, and you're not going to be getting in enough nutrients that your body needs. So while you might be lighter on that bar, you're also really, really putting yourself at a high risk in terms of in- injury, but also recovery so that your your muscles aren't ready to push them again when it comes to the next open style workout. So dieting around the open or really any crossfit competition it's just a really bad idea um it doesn't put you in a good spot to get ready for anything really um so caloric deficits guys in crossfit um at least crossfit competition do not make sense they do not equal so keep that in mind guys so when it comes to um fats and carbohydrates carbohydrates were probably increasing around competition style windows um fats were usually decreasing that being said we don't want to we don't want to go like crazy either like we're not going to drop fats down to like 40 grams um because like i said they are hormone producers so we don't want to be leveraging that completely and not have any hormones around uh our competition windows like Yes, uh, I think it's still important that you're able to, if you're a guy, get a heart on. Um, so having having morning wood is important and uh woman you should be able to have some sort of a sex drive as well. Um, those things should be functioning optimally no matter what. If we're going too crazy and we don't, that's when we know that, you know, our hormones might be a little bit out of check. Um, for women, usually your periods are completely irregular if your hormones are out of check, um and you might be just missing it in general. Um, so that's an important thing. Um as we talk more about hormones as well, those are your signals, right? So men, that morning wood is your is your signal, how how things are doing internally. Women, same thing with your period. You get a monthly test that's gonna tell you or a report that's gonna tell you how things are going internally. So guys, that takes us all the way through uh the end of March and into April. So once the open is over, I generally like to keep people um you know at that same recovery window in terms of carbs for about a week or two and then we go into a bit of a higher fat, lower carb. And this is not keto at any by any means, but it is a time if you are not advancing onto a further competition that we we start to um balance out your insulin sensitivity so it can happen for sure when you are training really really hard and um not eating the best over that time period with higher carbs um that you're going to lose a little bit of your insulin sensitivity and you're going to become a little bit more insulin resistant which is kind of where i've been over the last little bit um and so that that time period is the time where we bring up our fats so that we can start to initiate a, like a more of a hormonal protocol for recovery but also we have that time to um, really really focus on helping make sure our fats and in our carbs are in the right proportion so that when we are eating carbs we're absorbing them properly um, but from a training perspective this is generally speaking where we're going to take our training back we're not going to be doing as many Metcons as we were before And for that reason, we're doing probably more strength work and a little bit more skill work. So like handstand walking and even like bench pressing and more bodybuilding style work. So that's going to mean that we don't need quite as many carbohydrates to facilitate recovery and adaptation at that point. Um, So this is all to say that like fats go up, carbs go down at that time of year. So depending on what you your goals are for the summer, um, calorically, we could also be doing something a bit different. Uh, we could go into a bit of a cut because I know a lot of people when it comes to the summer like to look good when it means when like when they're going to the beach or something like that. Um, so that's definitely still an option. And then um, but that would be more of a, a mini cut this year um as opposed to a, a full one because then we're going into august and september um we don't know the official dates yet but that is getting be getting to be where we're going close to the second crossfit open again so as we get closer to that crossfit open again we're having to go into a similar style protocol as this year um or as right now right so we're going into the point where we have to increase carbohydrates increase calories Decrease fast a little bit and really focus on um, increasing probably our MECONs and training. So we need more energy and more recovery to facilitate facilitate that training. Um, so at this point, that's when you'll be going into our second Open. And um, when we're doing that as well, guys, that is the last Open of the year. And we're not going to have another one next January. So we would have a similar style uh, recovery period that we had in april in january or december um so that's going to allow us to, like a little bit more freedom around the holidays probably next year for sure um but the big thing with that guys is that we this year is so much different than every other year for a crossfit athlete and that's who i'm kind of speaking to when we're talking about this podcast a little bit um just so that like next year is going like we're not going to have another Open after October for an entire year, which is what we really, really want. Um, so when you're in that point, guys, it's important that after next year's Open, we really, really spend the, you know, if it takes two or three months to make sure that we're totally recovered, um, that's the road we need to go down. We can't keep pushing the gas pedal. So you shouldn't. If you know you're someone who's going to have um, two or three competitions this year in addition to two Opens, you should probably focus on dialing back 2020 um and not making sure that you have a competition january february march lined up okay so take it easy on yourself make sure you're in a good spot before we go crazy on everything else okay so that's kind of a generalized um approach to how we periodize nutrition it's very it definitely can be a lot more specific as we're working closer together but if you wanted to lay it out for yourself, that's kind of what it looks like, at least initially. And then from there, you can obviously break it down a little further um, for, what, for specific things that you want to do. If you guys have any questions about how you would periodize your nutrition or if you think there's anything I kind of left out with periodizing it um, or why we do certain things at certain times of year for your sport, please let me know in the comments or anywhere. Reach me out via social media. Uh, email whatever um, and we can definitely chat about it and get working together on something that works for you as well that's it for now guys until next week have a awesome week and awesome uh, time in the gym and enjoying the month of december take care